Hello, and welcome to an intro to Anthro with two humans. I'm human number one, John McRae. And I'm human number two, John Lear. And this is the podcast where we reassess what it means to be human. Mm-hmm. And the title of this episode is Rubbers, Rhythm, and Rings, A Premature But Safe History of Contraception. <laughs> so, go ahead, get it out. Get it Here out. we go. I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> so, oh, finally, we're getting into my territory. <laughs> so, I should have done the research on this. Yeah, one. yeah. <laughs> By just the way, I have just a, a show note here. If you check out the podcast, uh, the Podbean uh, website for our show, uh, you'll or on YouTube, you'll see all of the research notes. That human number one has done for each show, yeah. and it's impressive. It's impressive. I'm not just making this stuff up. No, <laughs> everything is backed up, which is makes it so cool. Uh, uh, yeah. So, just to give you a little uh, history of this topic and why we're talking about this, uh, not long ago, I I'm always checking my news feeds, as you know, and mm-hmm. as you are too, just trying yes. to find like anything having to do with anthropology. Yes. Got to get it out there to our. I've been sending you a lot of stuff recently. I know. (laughs) We'll get to all of them eventually. (laughs) Keep sending it. Keep sending it. I will. I will. Uh, So I was looking at one of my news feeds recently and a photo popped up. And the photo, I I couldn't quite tell what it was at first. It it definitely looked like it was leather or fabric. Oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) It was old. It looked dried, like dried up. Uh, it had a pouch at one end, and it okay. had two straps coming off of the pouch. Huh. And there was no ruler or like nobody dropped a quarter down there. Yeah, to, to see, see what the, the scale size. Was. Yeah. So it could have been. It could have been. Maybe it looked like a satchel. Right. Right. That's what my mind. You know, I'm used to looking at like yucca sandals or you know old pieces of fabric or cloth. And I thought well, maybe it was a pouch that somebody, you know, stored there. You know, if you when you make a, a stone tools, they used to carry around cores, which was a piece of flint, and then you could knock off that flint whenever you needed a new blade. So I thought mm-hmm. maybe that was a, a toolkit. Mm-hmm. I thought your maybe weed, it, your weed, yeah. <laughs> you carry your weed around. <laughs> yeah, it's, as old as old as time itself. People carrying <laughs> weed around with them. It's true. They uh, <laughs> we 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 need to do a. a um, oh on, yeah, on that frozen guy from China yeah. who they found weed on him. Oh right. yeah, man. Put a note in that. Yeah. There we go. Hey man, he's just keeping it real. <laughs> you know. uh, it, it, so then I thought, well, maybe it was a slingshot. So then I finally just gave up, and I <laughs> opened up the article, and it was a uh, it was a condom used by King Tut. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was Wait found in. Yeah. So we would just cover the tip of his penis and then well, the strings one, would where do you tie the strings? In your tank? You tie them around your, your waist. Your balls? Oh, it around was your a, waist? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to Okay. All right. I yeah. I guess yeah. Okay. So it wow. was a long like I say, I couldn't tell how long it was because right. it would at least drop a pencil or something. Yeah. Give so us a yeah, like you said, a dime or something. Yeah. Because this could be like parachute size or it could be the size yeah. of a thimble. I don't know. Um, so anyway, but it was found in King Tut's tomb back in the 1920s. And it's made of linen soaked in olive oil. Ooh. The pouch went around the penis uh-huh. and the cord went around the wearer's waist. <laughs> so wow. you have to tie it back there. But why it, would you soak it in olive oil? And and linseed doesn't seem very waterproof to me. Or uh, linen. It was linen. Oh, linen. It was made out of yeah, cloth. Linen. Yeah, linen. Linen. I mean, that's so I think, even less. There's a, that's not, yeah. that's very porous. I think the olive oil was meant to make it more waterproof. I see. Like if you soak it. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, it's weird because I put a uh, cheesecloth. Uh, soaked in olive oil on top of my turkey when I'm smoking a turkey really? every Thanksgiving. Yeah. Butter and Something. a little olive oil. <laughs> Something you Same and me have in common. <laughs> it's beautiful. People you haven't changed it, that much. <laughs> it, true. You put it over the breast 
And then at really? the end, you peel that off and, oh, mwah. really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Well, I've never been invited. So I guess. No, I well, know. you're invited. You just, <laughs> I'm not going to make you come all the way for hang out with my family. You have a lot of people there. It's like a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> you do it. I probably yeah. couldn't get a reservation there. No. <laughs> Are you kidding? You're VIP. You can come anytime you want. You all got, You guys almost came one year. Yeah. Uh, it fell through at the end. Yeah. It I remember that. The end. I took it personally. Um, but you have to get like extra tables and everything, right? Yeah. I've seen photos oh, yeah. of it. It's like 30 people or sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's big. Do you serve or do you have – do you – do people do you uh, hire people to serve? We have some people who help, uh, but we also like my brother carves and yeah, everybody yeah. pitches in because it's all the key is I serve a, a, a apple bisque squash, uh, apple squash, apple and and squash bisque soup uh, at the beginning, mm. and mm. that's the key because then every everybody loves it. Yeah, and they're enjoying that. And that gives me time to get everything yeah. else out hot because you got to time it. That's timing. Yeah. It's key. Keeps their mouths full mm-hmm. and keeps them busy while I while I get everything out on the on the table for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this condom of King Tut's wow. it dates back to 1350. Holy shit. 1350 BCE. So it's the oldest known condom <laughs> in the world. I thought and, I'd seen some old condoms, but this is I nothing. I know. Wow. And they tested it, and it actually has King Tut's DNA in it. So it's no. a used condom. Yeah, oh, my. Condom. Of course it is. He yeah. threw it right out of his chariot. <laughs> it's like it's a you Coney know. Island whitefish. <laughs> he was at the park. Old. He was yeah. at the park and just threw it out. Yeah. Disgusting. It's, it's just crazy. To me. I, like, there's a couple things that... That come to my mind. First of all, it's like, you're the king of Egypt. <laughs> Why yeah. can't you get another condom? Why you, there's only one that you have to like hold on to and take with you into the afterlife. You oh, know? well, I was thinking that he did only use it once and just threw it. Where did they find it? That's what it I was need buried to know. with him. It was with him in, in the tomb. Oh, so it's or, like he would use the same condom. Right. Over and over again. Ugh, that so, is so weird. Yeah. I guess once you get one that works. Yeah. You know, but but again, it's like to me, like couldn't they have made another one? <laughs> He's being buried. Here's like, the part think, like, I don't understand: Does it cover okay. the entire penis or just the tip of the penis? It looks like this one covers the entire penis. It, oh, okay. now that I know what it is, you can tell that it's long enough to have covered the entire penis. We should put the image in our notes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And don't tell anybody. Let them just try to guess what it is. Okay. <laughs> because I'm, telling, I'm looking at it now, and I still say, there's no way I would have known what that was. <clears throat> the The other thing that comes to my mind is, is, <laughs> is this part of that, you know, advanced technology that the ancient aliens <laughs> were supposed to have given to the, the Every anthropology <laughs> podcast ends up, we always end up with the ancient aliens at some point. I, I'm just like, but it's it's just a pouch with straps on it that you you know put it on your penis and tie around. And I'm just wondering, did, as they were levitating the granite blocks, did, did an ancient alien also say like, you know what, you know, if you take some cloth and put a strap on it and put it on your penis, it keep you well, from getting gonorrhea. I agree with that because it's like, how did they figure that out? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty scientific. To know that it's protecting him, I don't know. Yeah, from STDs yeah. and or or was he? It was it simply designed to keep him from getting a woman pregnant? Because if you get a woman pregnant, then suddenly, you know, she's yeah. a, the, she's the kid's a, a royalty. Well, I think they had some mummified babies or fetuses with King Tut as well, so they don't Jesus. know if that was somehow related to it. Jesus, yeah. Um. The second thing that happened shortly thereafter was my wife sent me a photograph. And when I, when I opened <laughs> up the photograph, uh, it, I couldn't tell what it was. Once again, it was, it, it was, you couldn't tell scale. Right. Uh, it looked kind of long. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was dark. It looked old, possibly made of iron or wood. Uh, it had a handle on one end and what looked like a percussive 
type of it. Like you could use it for pounding or something. But again, uh-huh. I could, so trying to you know keep my archaeological chop sharp, I'm like, I'm not going to look at what it is. I'm going to try to figure out. I couldn't figure out what this thing was. And so finally, I just said what, what most people or most archaeologists say when they can't figure it out. It must be a digging stick. <laughs> that's your fallback yeah that's, that's somebody fall used back. that for digging that's and hilarious I, I finally opened it up it was king tut's penis his what? erect penis yes oh my god it had been mummified with him and it went oh apparently when <laughs> when howard what? carter what they cut it off and put it somewhere else like in a no no he had found when the mummy was first found by Howard Carter back in the twenties. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. when he unwrapped the mummy, it was this erect penis at ninety per, ninety degrees. What you yeah. never hear about this? <laughs> no, you don't. Steve Martin didn't sing about this. I know, I know. What? And, so wait a minute, wait a minute. King Tut had a boner. Yeah. After he was dead, he died with a full boner. They mummified him with a boner. What do so you mean? They, so they made it hard? They made it hard and put it at a 90 degree angle sticking up. 90 re- degree? <laughs> wait, straight, wait, so straight, straight out is 45? So it's like straight up? Yeah. Straight out. So like if you're laying down, it's pointing to the ceiling. Straight up. Exactly. Okay, gotcha. Wow. And the reason why they think they did it, there were certain symbols or a certain symbolism in his mm-hmm. mummification. Mm-hmm. For example, his entire mummy was covered with a, a dark liquid and it, it turned everything in there very dark, his skin very dark. Hmm. And then he had, which is a symbol of the God Osiris. And then he mm-hmm. had the erect penis, which is also a symbol of the God o- Osiris. Hmm. And then he missing his heart, which in Egypt, uh, Egyptian mythology, Osiris had his heart cut out. So they think that what they were doing when they mummified King Tut was to kind of, there was some religious turmoil going on there. So they buried him as Osiris to kind of put this like, look, Osiris is the, the main god that we're worshiping here. Uh-huh. And wow. but the thing, when uh, at some point when Howard Carter, <laughs> I'm still just kind of imagining. Oh, Howard. <laughs> uh, yeah. You could just be like, Whoa. <laughs> I mean that's First, the Viagra ad, <laughs> three thousand year old, three thousand year old boner, you know. Oh my! Yeah. Uh, and that's back in the twenties, and and Howard he didn't really know what he was doing, right? He's just like unwrapping stuff, and right, right. At some point, he broke it off. <laughs> what? Still, yeah. Okay. It got wait a minute. From the How did that happen? Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Oh, it just it accidentally. Well, what specifically happened, Howard? <laughs> you don't just break off a penis. <laughs> Tried to well, put it back on there. Yeah, it was. Uh, he was leaning up against the table. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Okay, Howard I went to reach for my coffee cup. And yeah, boom. Oh, I yeah. slipped. That's by. Yeah. I have a friend who is a. Um, well, he, he's a. Uh, what do you call it? A butt doctor, proctologist. Yeah. And he says, I say, what's the thing that is found up people's butts more than anything else when they come into the, into the, yeah. <laughs> and he says shampoo bottles by really? far, by far. Really? And I said, and I said, well, what do they say? And he says, they always say the same thing. I <laughs> slipped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> and he that's says we always we always just nod and look at yeah. him like uh huh yeah that's, yeah you know, that'll happen. That's the reason why I just use bar soap. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm so scared to death. I'm scared to death of that happening. Uh, but again, you never hear about King Tut's penis. Like never. like when he toured back in the seventies or eighties. Yeah, we went. Our yeah. family took us. Right? Did your family go? I no, we, we came. I, I remember it coming through. It was so hard to get tickets, but it, no, my it mom was huge. made us go. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. Long lines, forever, horrible. Yeah. Uh, uh, you didn't miss much. Did you see the penis? <laughs> no, <laughs> by itself, I, like it, it's no. They hmm. had it in a glass case or something. No, there was I, no mention of any penis yeah. at any time. Yeah, no, like its little own little sarcophagus, <laughs> sarcophagus <laughs> case about twelve inches long. Like, can you imagine Dinner. Howard trying to glue it back on? Or, yeah. You know. 
before God any bed. It. I gotta stay late. I gotta stay late tonight. <laughs> Trying to get it to tape that thing back on and hope nobody notices. He should have just used the condom and then t- put it over the penis and then tied it around his hips. <laughs> and it would have held it there like a dildo. Just wrap that thing back up and yeah, put the lid and on wrap it. Wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Let's put it back. Yeah. Nothing here. I don't Nothing know. Here. <laughs> uh, so anyway, with all this uh, academic Egyptology in mind, yeah. I, I thought maybe today we could take a look at uh, contraception. And not to mention yes. even contraception is always in the news. Yeah. It's always uh, controversial. and Con- um, Controversial. Get it? <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, you know, with people, COVID lockdowns are ending. People are starting to head back out into social situations. It's, it's been true. a while. Yeah. Boy, boy, uh, lockdown ended here in L.A. It was on. I was like downtown. I was like, oh, my God, this whole city's going to get it on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm just I feel like this is a good time for us to talk about contraception. Agreed. And, and just a couple of disclaimers uh, before we proceed. Okay. Uh, first of all, this isn't a how-to lecture. No. <laughs> okay, so no. No. This is a history. I don't want anybody contacting us nine months from now saying, hey, I you soaked know. a sock in the olive oil yeah. and now my girlfriend's pregnant. You guys got to yeah. raise it. Right. You know, we yeah. take no responsibility. These right. are uh, just – we're delivering the facts. We're not – Yeah, this is not history. A, yeah, it's not a DYI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is this topic li- lends itself to a lot of puns. So, oh, sure does. So if you have to make jokes and giggle, yeah. please remember, yeah. we're all adults here. Yeah. Don't be cocky. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Oh, did try, I jump the gun? No, I was going to say, try to keep it intellectual and, and no grabbing for low-hanging fruit. okay so let's proceed on so if you look online and in several books they will say that the oldest known representation of condom use is in the Grotte de Combarelle caves in France I love it when you speak the French it's amazing So Grotte de Combarelle is in the area of Lascaux, and Lascaux is where the famous cave paintings are. Yes, and which we've discussed in previous episodes. Right, exactly. And mm-hmm. Grotte de Combarelle dates back to about 12,000 BCE. Damn. And apparently in Grotte de Combarelle, there is supposed to be a drawing of a man wearing a condom or something All like right. that. <laughs> uh, this is where you lose me because i've seen yeah. those drawings yeah yeah like yeah, how do they know that the, something's drawn on a penis right. i mean couldn't the guy have just screwed up you know what i mean made a little yeah. weird mark yeah. that's kind of what i think yeah really oh wow okay and it's and it's also what what is the why would somebody be wearing a penis at 12,000 BC? Yeah, I can't be tied down, babe. You know? Yeah. And, and why would yeah. anybody draw a guy with a condom on? Like, what? what right. why do we need yeah. to represent that? I don't know. I guess you just draw everything. Yeah. I, uh, but, you know, I did. I went in to look for it because I mm-hmm. was like, look, I'm not going to be just throwing this stuff out right. to people, to our As listeners. This is well researched. It. Yeah. And and I've looked online. I even went on the Grote de Comparel site and went through all of their archives. Oh my <laughs> god, you are, you are amazing. <laughs> and and you know, some of the some websites will show a photo of a guy, he's he's got something coming out between his legs that looks longer than normal. Hmm. And I agree with you of like, how do we know what that, that thing is? Um Yeah. I drew longer than normal penises and uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and it's you know really we're these were like cave drawings with with like a piece of charcoal. It's not like photorealism right. in there, so we can't yeah. tell what the hell this thing is. Yeah, somebody was drawing a penis. <clears throat> and they said, "Hey, Keith," and he was like, "What?" And just yeah. well, I made him. Right. Oh, God, to hell with it. <laughs> and not like uh, anybody but us is going to see this. Yeah, and and like you were saying too, you know, for every drawing of some beautifully rendered mammoth or bison. 
there's a bunch of just like squiggles and, yeah. <laughs> and scratches. So you know what true. I mean? Um, and, and the thing is, usually I did see one where the guy has something coming out between his legs and he's standing in front of a bison. And and you don't know if like was this a fear erection or was this just like something people did when you would go out and expose you show your courage by going out and exposing yourself to to bison. No. Um I will also say you know, I live near the petroglyphs here in Albuquerque. Yeah, you and, do. And I've spent a lot of time looking at petroglyphs. Yes, you and have. As much as you think that you know what is represented in the petroglyph there's really no way for us to know what that person represented when they drew that yeah so i you can may give say, you my trapper folder from eighth grade <laughs> and there's no and i drew it yeah and you and i could look at it and go what the hell yeah that looks like a blank that no i and right. i even drew it and i won't even remember nobody and knows. you just and you wouldn't know Unless you asked you at that time what you meant by, by what was going on there. Oh, I, yeah, it was a penis. Yeah. I mean, I was in, <laughs> I was in middle school. What else would there's, I be doing? Uh, there's a, a branch of our archaeology called uh, cognitive archaeology, where people actually tried to think about how people were, were thinking when they created this material culture, you know, thousands of years ago. But, but again, it's hard. You see like a, a circle or you see a circle with some lines through it and people are always, oh, that's obviously rain or, you know, maybe that, oh, that parrot means they had birds here. You really don't know what people meant. Right. And so there's a lot of interpretation of what's going on in the Grote de Camberell mm-hmm. drawings. And a lot of people, you know, as I was looking at the comments... People say, like, they see a lot of, you know, drawings of, you know, a couple lines together, kind of parallel. And they'll be like, oh, that's obviously a human leg. That's obviously uh, a back of a woman. You know, usually if you see a drawing with a circle and a vertical line in it, they're always like, that's a vagina. It's going to write for it immediately. That's a vagina. Who is going on that website and commenting? I mean, that is the most obscure. I I mean, I was even going to make a joke that you're probably the first one to visit it in like the last six (laughs) years. But no, there's a whole bunch of people on there making comments. Who are people making comments at all on any site? Do you comment on stuff? Do you write stuff? Not really. No. Me neither. Maybe I I will now. Well, by the way, if you do listen to our podcast, please comment, like, and and forward. Uh, that helps. Always business for you. <laughs> Always business. I love it. I love it. Uh, oh, and also, I will say, you know, I worked at the O'Keefe Museum as a guard. Yes, you did. So I've spent many hours looking at pieces of artwork that look like vaginas. <laughs> yes, so you I have. would say that... If anybody's going to see something that looks like a vagina on a cave wall, it's going to be me. And- yeah, you are a vagina uh, image expert. <laughs> when you factor in all of the masturbating that you did, yeah. all of the women that you were with, because you're quite a, and then you yeah. put the O'Keefe, you drop the O'Keefe guard. <laughs> Jesus, I, I, I would put you up against anybody. Anybody. <laughs> Thank you. You're too. <laughs> You're too kind. Your flattery is is too kind. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I would say, and, and I tried, I went in there looking, open mind, looking for a drawing of a man with, with wearing a condom 12,000 years ago. I haven't found it in there. I think maybe it's just something someone mentioned and then people thought, well, no one's really going, <laughs> going to yeah. go look in the archives and yeah. try to find it. If... If someone listening to this knows someone who works at the Comrel uh, <laughs> Cave Complex that has a you know photograph of that, please please send that to us and get them to be a guest on our show. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that I'd would love to be talk fantastic. about that thing. Yeah, Ooh, hot, that, hot, yeah. Um. So anyway, in my mind, the first conclusive evidence that we have of condom use is in ancient Egypt, okay. and. And we see, once again, like we talked about King Tut, but you also see other sarcophaguses and other tombs in Egypt that were uh, had 
pictures of the gods. Everybody always thinks that the the gods were very, you know, we see them in the museums. They always seem very uh, subdued, obviously, because they're Mm -hmm. dead. But apparently Mm -hmm. the Egyptians were really into sex. And Mm -hmm. in fact, the, the first god of the Egyptians who created the other gods... Uh, the god Atum apparently created everything, all of existence, all of the other gods, by masturbating into his own mouth and then spitting it out. Jesus! <laughs> oh my God! So it's... I ju- I ate dinner before this one. <laughs> this is my God. Wait a minute. He masturbated into his mouth, so he shot it up in the air and caught it in right. his mouth. Right. Spit it out, and that created all reality. You know created what? That all is of the, the other gods and yeah. everything created everything, yeah. right? Yeah. That it, I that of all the concepts of how all of this of reality got started, I'm going with that one. That yeah. one sounds exactly right. Some goofball god masturbating right. gets his mouth, he spits everything. it out, and now here we are. Doing We're a all podcast the of a god wanking off. It makes as much, to me. It makes as much sense as anything. Honestly. It does. I kind of like it. Yeah. I kind of like. I mean, it's gross, but I like it. <clears throat> uh, but the Egyptians use a lot of different types of contraception. So they had obviously the strap-on condoms, which mm-hmm. were um, uh, developed from men's like loincloths. They think okay. kind of like the penis sacks. And okay. from about 1350 to around 1200 BCE, they, they had just a, condoms that would cover just the tip of the penis. It wasn't like that, a full on. See, that doesn't make sense to me because if you're tying it around your waist, then those strings are going to go out. You know what yeah. I mean? And then when you try to <laughs> put your penis in, those strings are going to get in the way. You see what I'm saying? I never thought about that. <laughs> you need to have like some duct tape or something. Yeah. Uh, you know what it's I mean? Like, it's like the uh, guy lines that you have on your tent. <laughs> They're yeah. Out and you can't. I'm going to go. I'm going to. I'm going to. Let me know where these cognitive archaeologists are because okay. I need to explain I think we them. Could get, we'll send you to, back to uh, some of my concept. Okay. Oh, God. I'd love it. I'm going to try Jesus. to get you a uh, a position of like visiting doctors <laughs> to talk about <laughs> cognitive archaeology. What you were they and... thinking? Yeah, <laughs> that's what the, the whole course. That's what the name of the course is. What, what were, were they, they thinking? thinking? Um, <laughs> the other things that the Egyptians used were uh, something called a pessary, and a pessary is a vaginal suppository. So it's what? something you put into the vagina to like a dental dam or like a it usually it it was a substance. So it was some a substance that you would put into the vagina to oh, block the uh the cervix. And that one of the super, ones that sounds super comfortable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of the uh common ones that they mentioned in Egypt was crocodile dung. So oh, you would use crocodile God. dung. With honey or fermented dough, and you would insert that into the or into the uh, vagina to keep keep from getting pregnant. Okay, but oh my god. Okay, but how do you get it out? Like you just yeah. Way, oh Jesus! Yeah. I don't want. They also oh. mentioned using elephant dung later on. My usually God. <laughs> Every That's time awful. we do this podcast, somebody's rubbing poo on something. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, everybody. It's, I guess there was just poo everywhere, and you were like, "Well, let's try this." It's got to do. It turned yeah. a negative to a positive. <laughs> make it into, make it into uh, something good. Uh, Cleopatra, for example, despite all of her affairs with Roman generals, she only had two children, and so historians think that she probably was using a pessary of some sort to keep wow. her pregnant at that time. What an amazing, I mean, I wonder what she was like. Jesus. Yeah, yeah she charmed everybody. <laughs> everybody well, have- ruled everything. And yeah. And, and oh, amazing, amazing, yeah. amazing person. Uh, we'll have to come back to her because I think yeah. now there's a lot of, she's been in the press because of this new movie that's come out about Cleopatra. No, oh, so really? To, yeah. yeah. Okay. Love that. Uh, Love that. For Romans, 
sex was ubiquitous. Like if you were a man, you could get sex wherever you wanted. If you were mm-hmm. a Roman. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was just a fuck <clears throat> fest. Yeah. All of Rome. All you did was vote and fuck. <laughs> and go conquer other countries. And go and build walls. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, but for women, sex out of marriage was was a no-no. So they said, Of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah. The guys can do um, everything. Jesus. But, but Romans always wanted small families. <clears throat> and the reason was, is that you didn't want to break up your, your property or your value. Or your your, your valuables. So small families were common. And and Hesiod, who was a Greek philosopher, said that the Greek ideal was to have one boy and one girl. The boy was to carry on your lineage. And the girl was for you to marry off to form an alliance with somebody else. That's what I have, a boy and a girl. I know. I'd be perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Were you thinking about that? or were you? My daughter is going to go marry off for an alliance. (laughs) I'll tell you that much. Uh, for, for Romans, this is awful to me for looking back on it. Like girls were married off by the age of 12. Holy crap. Yeah. And, but people died. When did people die in their thirties? Probably thirties or forties. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and in the first century BCE, the, the population of Rome was in decline, like native born Romans. And and so the Emperor Augustus actually had to uh, pass a law out outlawing contraception. Wow. So he was trying to get more. Need- it's kind of like what we see now with a lot of people like mm-hmm. replacement theory or whatever. Yes. Like, hey, we need to. Yeah. Well, yeah. we need to get, have more. Yeah. But like it was Christian cults where they just have to have and yeah. and and, and uh, Orthodox Jews too supposed yeah. to have lots and lots and lots of people. But it was, uh, but yeah, in those Roman times, so he passed those laws. But the thing is, how how do you enforce that really? And so <laughs> contraception was still being used by rich people because they didn't want big families, right? And uh, so the the rich people would use a few different things. There was obviously the the condoms that they would use. Uh, they would use pessaries. Um, some of the Greeks and Romans even talk about using a hollowed out pomegranate shell. as what? like what, <clears throat> what you were saying, being kind of a diaphragm to block the oh, uterus. Oh, like, I see. Inside the, the vagina to block the uterus. God, I love pomegranates. Don't you? <clears throat> I do love pomegranates. God, you give me a bunch of pomegranate seeds and I'll eat them. Oh, yeah. I'll Don't, do it. I, you got to make certain that they, it doesn't get on your clothes. I know. I made the mistake <laughs> of eating them in bed once, and boy, it looked like a family had been murdered in there. <laughs> what were you doing eating pomegranates? I don't know. I'm I don't Emperor know. Augustus. Bring me my... <laughs> uh, there was also uh, reports of Roman soldiers using goat bladders and animal skin intestine, or skins from animal intestines. As condoms at that time to keep from getting uh, what they called Mount Vesuvius's rash, oh, <laughs> some sort boy. of STD, oh. STD that would they they would have to watch oh. out for. Yeah, um, there are also records of wealthy women who like to have sex with gladiators <laughs> because who gladiators, were, yeah, you know, <laughs> they were like the them. superstars of, yeah. of the time. <clears throat> it's like having the Rock, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he, he would have to come over there. You know yeah. what I mean? He'd be like, come, yeah. here, come here. Yeah. Come over here. You killed some uh, Christians. Now come and bang me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and they're known to have used like some sort of leather sheath or there was even like a metal hood that they, a helmet that they oh, would put on the end of their penis. Jesus. Metal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? That makes um, no sense. Let's see. And, uh, Seranus, who was a Greek doctor in the second century who who actually worked in Rome, uh, he also, there are a couple of things that he recommended. He said, you, you know, you could smear the orifice of the uterus with uh, olive oil, honey, cedar resin. Mm, uh, that sounds... The other thing he said was that, you know, right at the moment when, <laughs> when you're getting ready to orgasm, when the man's getting ready to orgasm, the woman should hold her breath and draw herself away. Oh, that works. Bit. 
That works. You hold your you hold your breath. You're not going to get pregnant. I know that for a fact. Yeah. So the idea was you're trying to link, you know, get that like the distance that the sperm has to go would be, you know, greater. And he also said that you know if the woman gets up and squats down and starts sneezing immediately after sex, uh, that that would if she drinks something cold and starts sneezing as she's squatting down, that would also pre- help prevent Drink her from something getting... cold. Was that supposed yeah. to make her sneeze? Drink drinking something cold? I, I have no idea. That's what, what he wrote they, in his. What would she use to sneeze? Not. I mean, I drink cold things all the time. Yeah. I never sneeze. <laughs> You're not. To... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not pregnant. <laughs> Serrano's, you're a genius. He's a genius. Uh, I, I guess in you, ancient Jews uh, probably learned about pessaries from, from the Egyptians, and mm-hmm. they would use something called a mok, M-O-K-H. Mm. Wow. Uh, which was also like an absorbent pessary. And the Talmud apparently says that there are three times when a, a married woman could use, use a mok. Okay. And one when she was a minor and she might become pregnant and die. Okay. The the other one was a pregnant woman because they thought that possibly the fetus would get damaged if she got pregnant again. Okay. You know, this yeah. was at the well, time. they didn't know. And they said uh, a nursing woman. So a woman who was nursing so that she didn't get pregnant again and have to prematurely wean her baby. Oh. So those were three. God, the Jews always, they've got, they've yeah. got it all figured out. You yeah. name it. I, love I mean, that they I talk it out. They talk, they it, talk out. it out and they disagree. And then people comment on other people's theories. It's, it's, yeah. it's just never ending. I mean, you know, and they have blessings for everything, you know? Yeah. There's a blessing for taking a poo. <laughs> it's there really, yeah, it really is. Do you, you say it? Do you say no, it I've you... never said it, but it, it, it supposedly you're just thanking God that your body works correctly yeah. or something like that. That sounds nice. I know. Be, well, frame I know. that and put it in a. It makes the mundane sacred. I mean, that's the whole point, you know. Yeah. Um, as far as you know, the controversy for contraception in the Bible came from Genesis one twenty eight, and that's when God said, "Be fruitful and multiply." Right on the fifth day, and I've always taken that as be kind of like a kind of like a toast at a wedding or something. I yeah. never. Consider that to be like a commandment or oh, something. Oh yeah, anyway. that's a commandment, brother. That's yeah. where all those uh, Orthodox and 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 Christian, uh, you know, uh, um, fundamentalist uh, like culty groups, like the Quiver movement. Yeah. You yeah. know about them, or you know, people like that where they, you know, the Duggars. Have you ever watched yeah. the Duggars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have as many as you can. Yeah, and and to me, there, <clears throat> there's a. The controversy comes from, you know, some people, they always go back to the son of uh, Judah, who his son Ur died and he tried to get his son Onan to marry uh, Ur's wife, which is called Leveret Marriage. And Leveret Marriage says, hey, if, if your brother's uh, wife dies, then, that you know, the next son has to go marry her and continue on, you know, get her pregnant and continue on the brother's line. Weird. Yeah. And it it was really, if you think about it, it was a way to maintain that alliance because probably the first son was married off to create an alliance with somebody important. And then if he dies, it's like, wait a minute, you're on deck. My brother and I dated the same girl, not at the same time. (laughs) Really? Yeah. 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 He dated her first. And then I did. I didn't really know. That they yeah. were dating, though. I thought they were friends. Anyway. Oh, really? We, we worked it out. Okay. <laughs> wow, I had no idea. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a, uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, the problem with now comes with Onan when he went, Onan didn't want to, like, get his brother's wife pregnant. Hmm. And so what Onan said was that he would, he would wouldn't get her pregnant, which was kind of like coitus interruptus. In other words, he would like withdraw before, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he, he would disperse his seed. Yeah. And, Pull and out. so rhythm, me- rhythm. Method. Yeah. And apparently uh, that God got mad at that too. And, and killed, killed Onan for, for doing that. Mm-hmm. And, and the problem is now, or the interpretations of now is some people say like, look, when, when <clears throat> he said, you have to, you know, be fruitful and multiply. He meant every time you have sex, you have to get pregnant. 
or you yeah. have to be trying to get pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. And the other people said, well, when Onan was pulling out, he was really, uh, he, he was kind of angry at Leverett marriage. In other words, he was trying to, um, argue against Leverett marriage. And it wasn't that he was really against having children. He just didn't want to have his brother's children. Okay. So that's, yeah. But I, I think that's fair. Yeah. But he was, and, God was like, no, you're dead. He doomed like, him. I said, be, be fruitful and multiply. That's mm-hmm. not a, that's not a toast. Yeah. What part of that did you not hear? Yeah. That's the 11th yeah. commandment. there's something i was like why didn't he put that in with the other commandments that's what i want well see that's the new testament you know for the for the for the torah there's like 612 i mean for the tanakh there's like 612 commandments which by the way back to pomegranates yeah pomegranates is a very popular fruit in jewish culture because supposedly it has 612 seeds it doesn't but the idea is that it does really uh huh. One to represent yeah. each commandment that you have to follow to be a Jew. Now, a lot of the commandments are like kill a goat and and you know what well, you know. There's yeah, but yeah. Supposedly there's 612 or something like that. It's clear. I don't know. People will wow. People will comment on <clears throat> our 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 podcast and tell me. But yeah, yeah. see how I tying it all together, bringing it all back yeah. to pomegranates. <laughs> That's fascinating. It's like you knew. It's like you knew. Uh, in the 1200s, Thomas Aquinas was the one that kind of came out and said for, for Christians, like, oh, no, no contraception at all. Oh, Aquinas, hmm. come on. And, yeah. And and again, that's kind of where we, we're still using that from Thomas Aquinas, this argument that like, oh, no, be fruitful, multiply. You got you can't be using contraception. And, and my point is, is also that, you know, this was a time when women were married at 12. <laughs> and we're dead by 40. Yeah. And probably there was a lot of people that were dying very young then. And yeah. you had to, you, you know, there was a reason why at that period you wanted your your population to grow. Mm-hmm. Things have changed since then. Yes. We're living longer. Women aren't getting married at 12. Thank God. Uh, yeah. And pretty and, soon we'll never die. We're never yeah. going to die. Yeah. That's coming. Thank God I'll and be dead for that. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. That sounds horrid. And and so really, you know, to me, it's, uh, you you know, in, in 300 BC, for example, like the, the once they started realizing that the population of the Jews were growing in Palestine or in the area of Judea, uh, it, it became, you know, obvious that we didn't have enough space to grow food for all of these people. And so that's mm-hmm. when you even saw movement in Judaism from uh, polygamy to, you know, monogamy as a reason to try to like cut down on your population. So it's not like it was unheard of at the time to try to do some some birth control or some, mm-hmm. some population control. Right. Um, OK, let's see. So in the uh, what do we've got? <laughs> we've got rubbers, rhythm and rings. So in the in the Middle Ages, uh, in the Islamic world, there was a, a doctor called Avicenna, and Avicenna was a Muslim doctor, and he he talked about um, avoiding coitus during the time that a woman was most fertile, which is the the rhythm method. Basically, uh-huh. it's like right. you have to, you know, yeah. use a calendar. It's very complicated. Yeah. You oh my god, we did that. When Jennifer wanted to get pregnant, we counted yeah. the days and thing and had sex and boom, first time pregnant with Jules. <laughs> really? Scared the fuck out of me. I was just like, Jesus. It was like you know the what? first time. You're so organized. You're so organized. So when you figured out the I just the followed calendar. the directions. I read a manual. It, 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 it told us what to do. I counted it. We did it, and boom, she was pregnant. It was just yeah. It freaked me out. Yeah, it freaked me out. I think it has to be good. You're so organized about everything. Remember, like when you take trips, you would put all your money into little envelopes and yes. everything. So. Well, that was because we were going to get too stoned. I was worried that we'd run out of money. You don't want to be in New Orleans without money. Yeah. I wasn't with you at the time, but it, I know. filtered back to me. It filtered yeah. back to me that like, oh, Lear keeps all of his money in a envelope for every day. It was everybody's money. It was their money too. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
we pooled our money and then <laughs> I, I like parsed it out so that we wouldn't blow really? it all. Cause we were getting, oh. you know, we were in high yeah. school, we we're getting drunk and high and I was no worried. You got pregnant on the first time. You're so worried. God. Uh, Chris, I mean, the Catholics also, that was kind of their, the method that they would use for it throughout right. the middle ages. And they say, you know, that was one that was acceptable using the, the rhythm method. Uh, the problem with that was, um, they seem to have had the wrong dates. <laughs> so oh boy. They were, they were telling oh. everybody that the most fertile period was right after a period ends. Oh. And telling people to have sex then, and then telling people, and who knows if that they knew what was going on, but it's the exact opposite of what it's the exact happened. opposite. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You think it was a conspiracy? I don't know. I you tried to think that, like, well, maybe they meant, and it's I don't no. know. It's just weird. I can't say. I can't say. Uh, some other ones, just real quickly. Uh, Ibn Al Jami was a Jewish Egyptian physician in the 1100s. Uh, he said that a man can anoint his penis with onion juice. Oh, that works. <laughs> that works. I did that tonight. <laughs> it stings a little. <laughs> uh, he also said that if if a woman uh, eats beans on an empty stomach, <laughs> that will keep her from getting pregnant. Really? Yeah. All right. Aetius <laughs> uh, okay. of Amida was a Greek physician uh, in the 6th century. He recommended that a woman wear an amulet uh, with the testicles of a cat. <laughs> to keep Wait, from getting cats pregnant. have testicles? I guess they do. I don't know. Yeah. I've yeah. never had a boy. I, 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 I don't remember any testicles. Remember really? when you had all those cats? And I took oh, yeah. Care of them? No, they have testicles. They have, yeah. Uh, now they, yeah, they do. They do. They yeah. do. They do. Right. Yeah. Uh, in Japan, they used something called the Kabuto Gada, which was a, a helmet, once again, just for the, the tip of the penis. Okay. The and it was made out of tortoise shell. Jesus. And, uh, and then what was interesting, too, is in the 8th century in Japan, they used a cousin of origami uh, called Kokagami. And they, and they would make uh, uh, condoms that look like virile animals. Like they would fold it to look like a tiger or a oh dragon or a lion. Amazing. That's great. <laughs> I'd love to have a condom that looked yeah. like a dragon or something. Yeah. Isn't That's that fantastic? Hilarious. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's a good I mean, idea. They should come up with that now. Yeah. I think. Wait, don't nobody uh, take it. We're going to have that in our merch. <laughs> Uh, let's see in the, in the middle ages, another thing, you know, you always read poetry from the Renaissance or something and they always refer to like a woman's thighs or somebody's thighs. Yes, like, Oh, yes. beautiful thighs. Yes. Uh, another form of contraception at that time was thigh sex. Wait, <laughs> you, what, you yeah. put like, you bend it down, but in the, behind the knee, just Where's the thighs, the, the thighs together. In, oh, in, I see. Like a, Jesus. Yeah. That's embarrassing yeah. for everybody. <laughs> There's, that's just not nobody's enjoying that i i have to admit you know i've read a lot of old literature and i remember always coming across poems where it's like oh her beautiful eyes her lovely thigh and i always i always thought like how did he, why did he say her thighs thigh? or why, yeah what's he talking about it was thigh sex they were oh all doing my thigh god sex. i don't know um just thing masturbate. At that point, just <laughs> lay next to each other and just masturbate together. That's my advice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, another thing is in Europe, uh, apparently the increase in codpiece size. This is kind of an aside. But mm. codpiece size came from uh, the fact that syphilis was so bad in Europe at that time. Oh in like the 1500s. It made their balls huge? Well, no. you oh. The treatment for syphilis turn the penis orange <gasps> and, and you can tell by a guy's pants if he had this orange coloring around his... it was like an oompa loompa yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh so, my god so that's how people would know if you were getting treatment for syphilis by was by looking at the orange down around your pants and so they created these cod pieces made them bigger to so cover you... the stains <laughs> yeah wow yeah genius yeah so uh, in 1564, the uh, Dr. Gabriel Fallopius of fallopian tube I was gonna uh, say. fame, wow. he created a linen sheath, which was supposed to protect people from uh, syphilis. Okay. And 
And then the and first he, I, she's in the 18th century were from sausage skins. Wow. So they think that like sausage makers began making condoms as a side business. Oh my God. Well, we got yeah. all this and it's about the size of a dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, what else what are, are we doing? Do with it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, also glove makers would, would do it as well as like a side business. So that's why we get and our- over here. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where we get the the kind of nicknames for them of like you know she's or bladders or love glove gloves because they yeah. were actually being made by glove makers. Uh, and they say that you know the business of making condoms were a way a lot of people that were pushed out of regular business, for example, mm-hmm. women or immigrants mm-hmm. or Jews. Yeah. Uh, found a living by making condoms at that time like that that's was like with that with do. money lending nobody wanted to do yeah. it like it was too risky yeah all that kind of stuff who yeah. does it it's like uh your previous uh uh episode where the guy had to clean out the poo the poo pond right. there was always there was always a job you know there's it's a job just, there that yeah wow who wants to do it yeah um the nicknames for condoms at that time were the French called it the uh, the English raincoat, <laughs> la compote anglaise. Why? Uh, Why the English raincoat? They thought that it came from England and who knows where – they think that they first started in Italy, but the French thought they came from England. The English thought I they see. came from France, uh, but they would call it the, uh, the English raincoat. Uh, in England, they also called them the nightcap. They called them <laughs> French letters. <laughs> the Baudruche was what they were, French Ooh. letters. They called it the assurance cap, the overcoat, <laughs> or your armor. I got to put my armor on. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, but no one For really knows it. condoms, you know. Yeah. With the... yeah. <laughs> what, did they make them? Because wasn't vulcanized rubber right around that time? Did they... Did they actually use rubber or that, that? Uh, at that time they didn't uh, vulcanized huh. rubber didn't come around until like 1844 i think okay and and, and that, and that was, was very thick right it was like right. vinyl kind of right mm-hmm. but that revolutionized okay. uh rubber manufacturing yeah changed everything yeah. and then the other big uh the other big thing that happened after that was latex because they realized first of yeah. all rubber was uh it was very flammable. And mm-hmm. so there was like some explosions at some rubber manufacturers, some <laughs> condom manufacturers Jesus. because of all of the petroleum that went into the rubber. Oh, God. The rubber was. What a and, way to uh, go. Yeah. So then they, they found out that uh, using latex was less, less flammable. And so that's how we kind of came. Latex in. was like the iPhone of the late yeah. 1800s, right? I mean, yeah. man, that changed everything. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that kind of you, you have to mention when you're talking about condoms is the Comstock Law of 1873. The reason I mentioned <laughs> Comstock, <laughs> of course, it's the Comstock yeah. Law. I knew Ooh. I was surprised you lasted this long. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for it. Like, if you notice, every time I've said something, I've kind of paused. Come waiting stuck. For oh, waiting for if he's going to say something. Uh, but in 1873, the Comstock Law made the sale of contraceptive devices, uh, including condoms by mail, illegal. And so yeah, you had you could, actual... The Comstock Law made everybody stock up on their... Com, yeah. Com, com yeah. Stuff. <laughs> But it was uh, birth control information was deemed a, a obscenity at that time. And so Jesus. you had people who were selling rubbers online or manufacturing rubbers were getting arrested. They were being put in jail. And the reason why I mention that is that you hear in the news now of people wanting to bring back the Comstock law. To yes. keep, you know. Wow. Yeah. But wow. It, which is crazy. Once again, that's like a 150 year old law. You know, do we really want to go back to that? But anyway, yeah. uh, the, the point is that by 1931, uh, American American companies were making 1.4 million condoms a day, Damn. <laughs> so, so and barely just, keeping up. <laughs> <I know. laughs> the demand. Keep them going, the boys. 
Yeah, yeah. Crank them out. <laughs> Get them going. Back the trucks in. <laughs> <laughs> so there's obviously a demand for it. You know, they talk mm-hmm. about the the army like right before World War One. If you were being drafted, one way you could get out of being drafted was if you had a venereal disease. And what draft boards right before World War One realized was that 25% of the inductees had venereal diseases before they even got drafted. You know, it wasn't that they were getting it overseas. They were already had it. Uh, so it was actually the military that kind of pushed for, hey, we got to start, you know, Using condoms, people have to use condoms because this is affecting our our military. Yeah, we got to keep them alive long enough to kill them. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, As far as like vaginal devices, so we've done rubbers and we've done rhythm, and now we're going to do rings. Uh, In the 1882, a German physician uh, invented the diaphragm. Wow, 18 what? 32. 1882, I think it 82. was. 82, wow. That's, yeah. that's a People that's had a used time. them before, like like we were saying. There were yes. caps that were being used. Yes, but he's got the, the rubber ring with the, right. the, the backstop. Yeah. And in, 19, in the 1920s, there was a German uh, gynecologist named Ernst Grafenberg who created the Grafenberg ring, ring, which was the first IUD. And, really? Yeah. And Jesus. the idea is basically a ring or a shaped object with a thread attached to it uh, could be made of metal. Now they're made of plastic, I think, and some of them even release a hormone, uh, but causes a mild inflammation in the uterus, which then uh, makes an inhospitable environment for sperm. And, uh, you How know, the only thing drawback that about out. The I- yeah, the only drawback about the IUD is that you actually have to go to a doctor to have it placed you know mm-hmm. what i mean because they have to mm-hmm. dilate the um the cervix to get it in there um wow. another interesting note during the 1930s feminine hygiene products were a euphemism for over-the-counter female contraceptives and at that time it was during the depression and a lot of families were saying look we can't afford to have any more kids you right. know what i mean this is the yeah. reason why we need to have in our marriage or wherever we need contraception. And at that time it was so acceptable at least that even drugstores like uh, Woolworths and Kresge's had their own women's feminine hygiene product wow. where people could go. Wow. Know? Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then finally we just get to the pill, which was invented in the 1950s. And it's probably the biggest invention to date as far as contraception goes. Yeah. Maybe even beyond (laughs) contraception. It revolutionized. Right. And it uses a a combination of hormones, progesterone and estrogen. uh, And what women would take one pill at the beginning of the fifth day after menstruation, then they'd stop on the 20th day. And women did not ovulate during that period. And so that right. was how it was uh, able to keep from getting pregnant. Those and, circles. Uh, when your girlfriend yeah. had those <clears throat> circle packs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And didn't they have dummies? There were dummies, so you take one every day. Mm. But some of them mm-hmm. were placebo, right? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, just so you would know that you had to keep taking it. So you didn't yeah. stop and taking it. I'd be with women who were like, I don't, you know, they don't take yeah. the placebo. They don't need to take a placebo. Yeah. And then you, God damn it. And if you look down in there and you see, like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, well, oh my God, you have it. <laughs> I know. What are all these? They're yeah. sugar pills, dummy. You've been taking the actual placebos. <laughs> you haven't been taking the other. One. Uh, and a couple big names for for women who helped make the pill possible. I mean, Gregory Pincus was the big name for the scientist that that is Pincus. credited with. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Credited with uh, making the pill or inventing the pill. Uh, but Margaret Sanger, obviously, she did a lot, her lifelong pa- uh, passion was birth control. And she opened up a lot of birth control clinics in different cities. And then, interestingly, Catherine McCormick, who was the widow of Stanley McCormick, uh, who was one of the sons of Cyrus McCormick, who invented, uh, you know, the harvester. Cyrus, so it was wow. one of the... 
McCormick heirs, Catherine McCormick, wow. who provided a lot of funding for uh, the research into the pill. Wow. So the harvester yeah. kept people from harvesting. Right. <laughs> so the irony. She, uh, she apparently had graduated from MIT with a degree in biology and just used all of her wealth uh, to help fund this for women. Amazing. And, and just one other court case, which keeps coming up now, uh, in 1965, uh, Massachusetts and Connecticut obscenity laws prohibited married women, married women, from getting birth control from doctors. And it was only in the 1965 case, Griswold versus Connecticut, mm -hmm. that the Supreme Court ruled that married couples had a constitutional right to privacy and married couples should be able to have birth control prescribed by their doctor. Mm. So I wonder why they were they against it because they thought it made the, the woman promiscuous or something like, yeah, now she's I think free. It was. Yeah. yeah. I think it was. God, we're horrible creatures. Oh, what, what? anyway. <laughs> so, so I think that's it, John. Wow. I, that you took us on a ride. You yeah. took us on a ride from King Tut to uh, the pill. Yeah. Griswold. Yeah. yeah. All the All way. All in an hour. All in God. an hour. We on the button. Look at you. Yeah. God, you're so, good. So the reason why why did we call it premature, it's, it's because we're still in it. <laughs> we're yeah. still in it. This started possibly 12,000 years ago. And we still, we take two steps forward and six steps yeah. backwards, it seems like. Yeah. We just can't quite wrap our little primate brains around that. Yeah. But I guess you're fighting some deep, because uh, it's not just about the Bible. It's beyond that. It's about, you know, propagating the species. It's Darwinian. Right. It's deep reptilian stuff that we no longer need. And boy, yeah. that just seems to be what we are. We're creatures who no longer need or need to rely on that deep reptilian stuff and yet it's still there and it still yeah. has power over us and that's kind of why we're like this part spiritual part uh, uh animal creature yeah. you know and it, we yeah. just can't get rid of it it just it's deep yeah remember when we were growing up like in the 70s there was always talk about overpopulation and about always. the population bomb yes. remember that, that yes. was huge. and you never hear about that anymore. no you never hear people talk about and we're eight billion people now I yeah think, is yeah. what we're at too many yeah too many um, and and uh, by the way i i know we both agreed uh to wear condoms throughout the podcast today <laughs> and when you're flaccid it's not it's not comfortable it's not yeah. i don't recommend yeah. it as an article of clothing but i if do think it me... helped the podcast it helped the podcast <laughs> if you see me squirming around that was trying to keep that on <laughs> by the way i'm gonna when you if you go before me i'm gonna say he wanted to be buried with his condoms yes Stick no in give there. me a give me a full erection mummify <laughs> me in the i want to go king tut style i want to go out fully at, at attention <laughs> <laughs> all right so what and did finally i would just say hey the, it, you got to talk about this stuff you got to talk about yeah. it the, with with the way things are going, this podcast may, might be the only place people be talking about this. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, no, but it, I mean, the history, the history of anything gives you such a great sort of yeah. sense about it. It gives you a whole new way to wrap your brain around today's right. issues. Right. Uh, right. It's so interesting. King it's Tut. not new. It's not no. new. No. All of these talks or everything no. we're talking about is not new. Nope. We're still here. We're still we're here. St <laughs> all right well, John, uh, just one final thing i just want to yes. say if you have any topics that you feel humanity needs to know about please or any questions that you have please feel free to send them along to us and we'll try to answer them at yeah. some point and you in can, the future we're, we're on instagram we're on facebook and uh we have a website i mean uh and an yeah. email what's our email anthro with two humans and that's the okay. number two for humans. Anthro with number two humans at Gmail. Yeah, and, uh, we'd love and to hear from you if you have I'm any sure questions. Would. And all, like I say, we'd love to, who knows, we may 
use that as a topic for a future episode. Yes, we will. Yes. Yeah, and then we give you royalties. We give you ten percent <laughs> of what we make. Ten percent of all the money. <laughs> well, this is uh, human number two, and this is human number one. And thank you so much for joining us. And uh, be safe out there. Yes, everybody. Be, be safe. safe. All, all right. right, John. Thanks. Love you, thank man. Thank you. Love you. Bye. <laughs>